You're listening to the High on Wrestling Podcast with Mike, Spencer, and Ace. And uh, we are off on the High on Wrestling Podcast. I am host Ace, joined with Mike and Spencer. Introduce yourselves. Hi, my name is... Mike, go ahead. Thank you very much. Appreciate that, Spencer. <laughs> Hi, uh, my name is Mike. I'm a big wrestling fan. been watching since... Uh, uh, the, well, the Attitude Era, basically, but obviously aware of the entire history of the WWE and just a big fan in general. And um, yeah, just excited to talk wrestling with uh, with you guys. Hi as hell. Spencer, what about you? <laughs> right? Um, yeah, so uh, my name is Spencer. I've been a fan of the current WWE for... Uh, four or five years I think now um, not super long um, but uh, ever since I've been uh, I've been pretty avid so I've followed along and I, uh, I did follow a little bit when I was younger of the Attitude Era I don't remember a ton but uh, I do remember very see that's what you get I can watch stuff. a lot you get all kinds yeah, of you stuff you get yeah, honesty that's what I'm trying to lie like we've been watching forever we have been though I've at the same time forever. we have we've been watching a lot if you need Mike uh, Ace and Mike watched a lot. Spence not so much. Uh, we do watch AEW. We watch NJPW when we can. WWE, NXT, uh, all the stuff. We can count it all. Anyways, uh, I think we should just kind of hop right into it, or do you want to talk about ourselves? This is the first one. It's the most awkward one. Yeah, I mean... Most awkward. Yeah, it is definitely the most awkward. I would agree with Spencer there. Um you know what? Yeah, but we it's going to be fine. That's the way it goes. <laughs> it's a process. It's it better with age. It does. Like a fine wine. And we apologize for the Discord. It's because of COVID-19. We cannot uh, do uh, yes. like face-to-face right now. Yeah. And, uh, these two boys are from Edmonton. It's weird. Empty arenas. What have you guys been thinking about that, Mike? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely... Obviously, nothing that can be done about that. It's unfortunate, but uh, you know what? Honestly, between the two companies, WWE and AEW, I'd I'd personally say that AEW is doing a better job of utilizing the empty arena space. Um, I just feel like so. For example, this past like this past Wednesday show, they had heel like the rest people that weren't wrestling were the fans on one side, and they're all the faces. And for those that, that don't, really good. yeah, for those that don't know what a face is, it's like the good guy in wrestling. Uh, and then the heels were and all. If you don't know what a face is, why are you listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Like, it's important to encourage anybody to come listen to our podcast. It doesn't matter how much knowledge of wrestling you have. Maybe you just want to hear three dudes talk about wrestling, or just you know, sometimes life in general. That's what we're here for. That's what it's all about here on the HOW. Okay, anyway, so back in the AEW, uh, you like their production they're putting into the show. You like the crowd cheers. Spencer, is there anything you like from the WWE empty arena shows? Um, I like that they are uniquely able to to pull from their history and show other matches where you can get a sense of what the crowd reaction would be like. Um, but it does kind of make an interesting transition from like a great, like a crazy crowd reaction to a just a quiet stadium where he can sometimes hear the the announcers or the not the the wrestlers yelling back at each other. It's just it's it's an odd parallel, but it works. Kind of, I don't know. I like it, but uh, not as much as if they had like the crowd 
they're yelling again at Paul Heyman and booing Brock Lesnar instead of him just standing, mm-hmm. staring, doing nothing. Like it I think Mike's that. better best. I think AEW is doing it better, mm-hmm. but WWE has the benefit of, uh, you know, the big name attractions and also just having all that history to pull from, right, gentlemen? Agreed. Uh, I think we should just get into some results, and once we start doing that, it'll feel more natural. Uh, so let's just run down Raw really quick. Uh, who remembers it the best out of all of us? I'll be honest, I have no recollection Raw. of Raw. <laughs> yeah. Right. Raw Spencer, you're going to take a point on this one. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. <coughs> quick rundown. Let's see if you can give it to us in about three minutes. That person coughing does not have COVID. Continue. Continue. Yeah, sorry. Um, all right, so we started with the Undertaker promo where he basically kind of he called – um, he called out uh, Alan James uh, Styles there. Um, it was uh, I don't know. It, yeah, I liked it. It's been kind of cool. Made Tucker or uh, Taker look a little uh, badass still, but uh, we'll see how that match goes. Um, after that, they came out. He started a promo, uh, basically introducing her WrestleMania main main event from last year that she won. Which they played in their entirety. And then we saw Becky versus Ronda versus Flair. That's, yeah, that's what I was saying. That, that's what I said. Okay. I'm just <laughs> anyway. I want you to keep going. Keep going. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, they uh, at the end of that one, um, she cut a promo on Shayna, and Shayna interrupted her. There came out at the very end of the basically and choked her out, slammed her into the ta- into the table like she did Liv Morgan um, at the elimination chamber. After that, we had okay. Alistair Black versus a jobber. I didn't Jason write down the name. Oh, there you go. Jason K. We got a name. We got a name for the jobber. Um, My sources say. Our sources say. Our sources say. Yep, our very, very good sources. Uh, yeah. No say. Why no segment for anything to do with his match against Bobby? It's like they promote it, but they haven't even mentioned it. It's just odd. Bobby hasn't even had a match. I don't get it. But I mean, this year I think we can take a little bit more grains of salt with some things. But yeah. Oh, I'll let it slide. Like it's got to be tough to fill the card. It's got to be tough. So it's 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 easy to let things slide. Put more effort into uh, yeah, Alistair Black. Mike will tell you firsthand. Yeah. yeah, they can do a lot. Oh yeah, Alistair Black. Uh, yeah. We get into Alistair Black now. I'll uh, I'll finish the uh, the bit. So uh, uh, after that, we had our six man tag with. Uh, uh, who was it? It was the Street Profits and. KO Kevin Owens versus, versus yeah, Seth, Seth Rollins, Rollins and Austin Theory, and Angel Garza, who's my guy. The six. Angel Garza. Garza's great. Um, KO gets the pin on Garza. Seth then stomps him, made a good promo for KO. Uh, those guys should do pretty well. Uh, that bit with Montez almost dying, I suppose, was, I guess it was Seth Rollins' fault for being late to trip him, but I mean, Austin Theory probably still could have grabbed him. Um, and once again, that's our source just gave us this. Like, who's to say? Who's to say if that's true? It just It's just we've heard this, so we'll parrot it a little bit. Um, Edge cut a promo, basically being awesome. Edge is... Uh, Edge said it was in mid-Orton. Shines through. What? Sorry? I thought Orton cut a promo. Or was it Edge? It was Edge cut a promo. No, it was Edge. To me, grit is thinking about how to get back here every day for nine years. You're right, yeah. It was Edge. Yeah, yeah, Edge cut a promo. Um, basically, his be- his acting chops here really shone through. He was great. 
Um, replay of Brock vs. Ray from Survivor Series of last year, where Dominic and and Ray both gave him a six one nine at the same time, but still lost uh, because that would made sense. Um, and yeah, then Heyman cut a, a promo about how Brock was great and how what how uh, Drew McIntyre is not gonna not gonna win. Blah blah blah. So Heyman did that a promo. Wrong. It's, it's yeah, that was raw. It's not quite as good without a crowd when Heyman's cutting the promo. But anyway, moving on. Next thing up. It was good. It uh, it set up Mania, I guess. It was mm-hmm. about as good as it was. Me and me and you, Spencer, we talked off uh, off the podcast before this thing got rolling that we liked the segment. Mike did not like the Paul Heyman segment. I did not. Um, but teach their own. But you are excited okay. for Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Is the takeaway you have from this? That's the only thing I think you could that you like. Me or Mike? Yeah, which one are you talking? Mike, Mike oh. likes that. Uh, yeah, sorry. I would think you'd like that show. Um, it's not that I'm not excited for Lesnar and uh, McIntyre. It's just I wish that uh, Lesnar would have gotten on the microphone for the past two weeks since there's nobody oh, to attack. He doesn't do that though. Yeah, I know, but this is the this is likely the main event of WrestleMania. Like, put some effort in if you know what I mean. Like, mm, I'm fine with it. I like a good manager, but. I see what you are saying. Um, we just had a lot of Spencer me. Mike, do you want to run through AEW now and then I'll run through NXT? Yeah. And uh, we'll uh, talk about what could be coming on SmackDown on Friday and go and take a quick look at WrestleMania. We'll probably do a WrestleMania show on Friday night. So, uh, Mike, uh, AEW this Yeah, for sure. So, started off just with uh, the showing of the bracket for the uh, – TNT title tournament, which is going to be for the TV title. Um, Sean Spears versus Cody, Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen, Kip Sabian versus Dustin Rhodes, and then Colt Cabana versus Lance, Lance Archer. Uh, the first matchup is next oh, week. Buddy, I'm going to tell you right now, just hot take prediction. We're allowed to interject in these, Spencer and Mike. You guys can do these. We just have to get in and get out with our interjects because we don't want to hold it up. This is too long already. Lance Archer's going to win that thing. Continue, Mike. Thank you very much. Uh, I have Cody winning the whole thing and beating Lance Archer in the final. Um, just quickly, Spencer, who do you have? Oh, shit. Um, Sorry, if I put you on the spot, never mind. No, it's okay. Dude, Spencer's telling me off, Mike. He likes Kip Sabian. Pardon me? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I said to him off, Mike. Yep. Um, Super bad. Kip Sabian. Kip Hoobian. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> yep. I'm kidding. I don't well, know you probably got anyway. Sammy Guevara. Uh, nah, no. I looked at his like his AEW record tonight, and he's like eight and twelve. And he's like and yeah, or like something less than that. I can't remember. So it's terrible. So I don't think Sam would. Be you look at the records there, hey? It's they're the supposed to mean something. It, when they come up in uh, on their entrance, it pops up under their names. So I never okay. I never felt it meant anything, but I'll continue. Mike, make you breaking it, it down. It means We've, we've, we've dwelled on this anyway, so what happened? <laughs> so, yeah, um, the first match for the tournament is next week. It's Sean Spears versus Cody. Uh, first match was Kenny versus, uh, Kenny Omega versus Trent. Uh, it went 19 of a possible 20 minutes, and Kenny got the win with a one-winged angel. Great match. Uh, Tony Schiavone uh, with a funny comment about Britt Baker. 
uh, I know Britt Baker well. It was kind of creepy, actually, but just sounded funny yeah, at the he time. He was allowed to have a girl, uh, a, a female friend, is what he said. Yeah. Uh, he said that. He covered his tracks. It was, uh, yeah, it was an interesting comment that just struck me. Anyhow, uh, next match was uh, Anna Jay versus uh, Hikaru Shida, who's the number one women's contender right now. Um, Shida won the match. She was uh, somewhat competitive. Uh, Anna Jay's trained by uh, Cody in the Nightmare Factory. Uh, yeah. Cody and Tony have great chemistry on commentary. I uh, just wanted to point that out. Hager versus Moxley. There was a vignette for that. Um, it's going to be uh, in two weeks. Uh, and they're going to be doing an empty arena uh, street fight, which they've taped that match already. My sources tell me it was actually a really solid match. Uh, so pretty excited yeah, for that. They did. They did tell us that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> So that'd be dope. Uh, looking forward to that match. Uh, we got Colt Cabana on commentary now, uh, and it's going oh, to. How was he? Yeah, great. Well, I mean, he's a talker, right? He's yeah, he has a pod, uh, podcast and everything, and he's uh, Don't been listen go- to it. Only listen to us. <laughs> yes, uh, but it's important to support <laughs> others as well. Uh, uh, he uh, yeah, he's been Ring of Honor commentator too, so he has experience there. Uh, anyhow, he was commentator for the rest of the show because Cody had a match in the main event to prep for. Uh, next match was Lance Archer versus Ty's boy, Marco Stunt. In oh a- my god, no, he's not my Stunt. boy. Get that out of here, dude. No. <laughs> He had the flu. Um, he was out for the two weeks that was necessary, and then he came back oh, this week. He's healthy. I don't want anything bad to happen to this man. Uh, I just don't find him entertaining. <laughs> Why? I was watching in my. It feels like a bit of a. It just feels like a bit of a circus act, doesn't it? I mean, you can tell that a lot of the moves, like with Kit, there's a there's a pro and a con to it. I won't dwell on this one too long, but uh, because he's so light, like it's easier for people to do moves with him and like manipulate him into like DDT spots. Quite often, is what he'll do because he can just propel his weight and use momentum easily. Uh, a lot of DDT spots, actually. Um, and yeah, so that's good. But yeah, the danger is he can get hurt easily too. And right? he's not a very big guy. He's shattered his leg in the past from, you know, a pretty bad fall that maybe for some other people wouldn't have occurred um, based on their size. But I think there's pros and cons to it. I think, uh, if he's wrestling, man, his record better be like Owen 275 at the end. He better beat Kurt Hawkins. He has three wins so far, actually, but they've all come in tag oh, team action. God, no. <laughs> they, come in, they come in the tag Let's team. PG 13 here, guys. <laughs> tag team action, my friend. Anyhow, um, oh, yeah. So that was a squash. Thank you, Mike. You're yeah. doing an excellent job. <laughs> that was a squash match win for Lance Archer. Uh, that honestly, I'm just gonna say it right now. Lance just Archer fought Marco Stunt. Yeah, it was a squash match. That's that was why Stunt was debut match, my friend. Yeah, that's... Match. wow. I'm going back and watching that, and I hope he just mm. him up. I loved the match. He threw him. Oh, he literally threw him. Mike, this could be my favorite Marco Stunt and Lance Archer match. It probably will be. Like it was a bully beatdown. Spencer, go, go on with your comment about the choke slam because that was crazy. It was after the win, so Archer squash beat him, uh, and then he just kept beating him up after the match. Classic, just classic bad guy like um, monster heel here, uh, Spencer. Oh, he just—he literally threw him into the crowd of four people from the ring. Like he looked oh. like he pitched a baseball. Nice. Right. Okay, well then man. that's sweet, man. That's cool. Oh. I give that a pass. I, I also give them props as well on top of the pass uh, for entertaining me with a Marco stunt. 
See, this is why we... The only reason for Marco Stunt. I, I wrote down why Marco Stunt, and it was the only reason for Marco Stunt right there. Like, this, to get thrown across the building. This is why we do the recap before we make the comment, Ty. <laughs> because... Oh, I have to jump in time to just let it know that I still don't like the guy. Understood. I'm not going to be a Marco Stunt fan. No, I'm impressed that he did a good thing on something I think he's not good at. <laughs> I see where you're coming from. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you do one good plumbing job, but every other one of your plumbing jobs and you're a professional plumber is shitty, you're not a very good plumber. Yeah, I can't argue with that logic. <laughs> Makes complete sense to me. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, uh, so also Jake. Ro oh, sorry, one other thing. Jake Roberts, uh, what he's the uh, manager for Archer Speaks for him. He had a cool line. He said, "We've got a bullet. We've got a big bullet, an ace." talking about Archer, so we're going to be the new ace of all elite wrestling. I'm excited to see what happens. Another I'm the ace. I'm the ace, Ty. You sure. are the ace. Fondaloo, baby. <laughs> you keep calling me uh, Ty, which is fine. Oh, my fuck. My name, though. Now I'm ace. <laughs> wow, my bad. <laughs> I'm glad this isn't live. Oh, sorry, buddy. We're not copyrighted, so you can probably say that and get away with it. <laughs> it's Ace Baby. Ace Baby. Ace <laughs> Man, sorry about that. So then we had a, we'll cut all this this part out. So then we had another. You can well cut some of it, but leave some of it in, so no one knows what was cut or if anything was cut at all. Sure. We have another. I'm confused. <laughs> we haven't. Leave that. Leave, yeah, you continue. We have another Dark Order <laughs> vignette from Brody Lee. Oh, I don't like <laughs> this is awful. This is awful. It's awful. I had a different opinion on this, but we'll wait till later. <laughs> okay. Continue. So it's just it's Brody Lee, the leader of the Dark Order, the former Luke Harper from WWE, and he's parodying Vince McMahon. He did the sneeze. Like one thing Vince McMahon hates is when people sneeze, and like he's wearing the, like a suit like Vince. He's, it's like the same thing WWE did. They did the billionaire Ted sketch. Wait, so they did the sneeze bit again? Yes, they did. No, they did. But no, they did. Spencer, go back and watch Maybe. it. They did it again. <laughs> They did it with a yawn. It was just a yawn. That's the difference. Oh, sorry. The Nothing yawn. Oh, yeah. Nothing in okay. the world is open. There is no reason for you to yawn in my presence. Uh, my sources tell me that's I'm also something. Of LH, baby. Like like my, like my, what I said with the copyright. Let's just call him Brody Lee. <laughs> well, okay. Maybe. All right. Fair enough. So I'm Brody Lee. <laughs> Yeah, Brody Lee had another Vince McMahon style promo or vignette. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't like it because I they, I don't need that. I don't think that AEW should be stooping to that level. They don't need to make fun of the other company or like you know try and mimic any portion of their ownership. Just do what they do, which is good wrestling in the ring. And the vignettes that are, I like the Darby Allen vignettes. I like other wrestlers' vignettes. You know, they've had creativity. Pac has good vignettes. Pac has great vignettes, um, absolutely. So was this part of the show? Was there a vignette? Wow. Yeah, it was a vignette from Brody Lee. Uh, Spencer, what did you oh, like about yeah. it? Yeah. What, sorry? Spencer, what did you like about it? Because I heard, didn't you say you were a fan? Uh, well, it's in a slightly different opinion. I didn't hate it. Um, I just thought it was funny they doubled down on the Vince parallel with the yawn. Guy yawns and he's like, everyone get out and he yells at him. But uh, I guess the difference would have been after and in in, in what came after. I mean, the, the promo itself was kind of interesting. I mean, I, it, you, can't, you kind of feel like it can't be that long. It goes out on its own. I mean, 
maybe that's just reading into it too much, but uh, I liked what they did after the match. But uh, Mike, you can you can save the match. I'll tell you what I liked after. Spoil that. Yeah, the match was eight and nine of Dark Order. Everyone has numbers now in the Dark Order. That's why Evil Uno is number one. <laughs> Anyhow, eight and nine of Dark Order squash match lost to the Natural Nightmares, which is uh, Ace's boy, Gold Dust, and QT Marshall, whose thing is he throws an apple behind his back and catches it. In his other hand. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's electric, buddy. Give him the title. What is he doing? What? Why is he even teaming he with doing? Dustin Rhodes when he has that what much he? charisma? Holy smokes. <laughs> wait, wait. Can you tell me one more time, Mike, what he does? He takes an apple. He throws it behind his back. He catches it. He eats a bite. Or he takes a bite of the apple. That's about it. Mm-hmm. That's all I can glean. That's the only time in the night I knew there was no crowd reaction because the pop would have been so loud it would have broken my TV speakers. Yep. <laughs> uh, continue. Yeah. So yeah, squash match win for the Natural Nightmares in that one. Uh, then Brody Lee comes out and beats the Dickens out of uh, one of the I think it was number nine in the ring at, with a power bomb and then leaves. Segment over. Next is Jericho cutting a promo on the elite from his palatial estate. Uh, talks about all the different members. Calls Matt a Damascus. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, parody on the Damascus line. Uh, excuse me. Play on the Damascus line uh, from Hardy the week before. Jericho talks to Vanguard One, who swoops in. Uh, he tries to convince Vanguard One to join the inner circle again. He has like this mini inner circle shirt. Thought that was pretty funny. But Vanguard One's not down. Takes the shirt. Leaves. Jericho goes, release the hounds. His five dogs run under the house to no avail. Pretty funny segment. Good way to get the guys on there without having them actually have to wrestle in the ring. Hager versus Mox. Uh, MTR talked about that already. Pre- sorry, preview of all the matches for next week, uh, including Cody versus Spears uh, in a TNT title uh, qualifier. Archer versus Colton two weeks. Update from the Young Bucks on Nick's status. Uh, injury status and also like a little vignette from them about their brotherhood thought that was pretty well done actually they had like a ring in, like in the middle of a tennis court it was pretty interesting then the main event Sean Spears and Sammy Guevara taking on Cody and Darby Allen uh, that was mainly uh, well the heels got the heat for a lot of the match Darby was trying to get the hot tag for a while there was a the funny spot where brought into the heel uh, face dynamic where Darby gets, sorry, Cody gets tossed into the heel side of the uh, crowd and they beat him up and put him back in. That was pretty amusing. Finish was um, Darby goes for a coffin drop from 10 feet up, uh, which was pretty cool. Hits it. They go back in the ring. Spears uh, grabs a chair, tries to uh, use it. Cody goes to take the chair away. While Cody's doing that, Darby gets uh, rolled up by uh, Spears to finish and then following the match Darby hits Cody because he's pissed I personally love Darby Allen. I know you guys don't he's one of my favorite wrestlers on the AEW roster uh, big fan of Jeff Hardy I was he was my favorite wrestler back in the day and Darby reminds me a lot of him the younger version I really wish he would stop doing the coffin drop it's a very unnecessary finisher that's going to muck his back up but other than that those are my comments on Darby. I would be down for a Cody Darby feud. They've set the stage for it a couple times. Be interested in that, but we'll see. If he goes heel and changes his gear a bit, I could probably get on board. You just don't like the jean shorts. You got to take that, Mike. You got to take that for what it is. It's not going to change. Understood. <laughs> no, I don't have any feelings either way. Buddy, 
You know why that? Because you're on board with it. Because if Mike still is usually on board with something, eventually I usually come around. That's true. <laughs> I can't argue with you there. There you go. Anyways, continue. That was the show. Yeah, well, pretty solid. Did you uh, break down NXT really quick? I'll run it down much faster than you did, and I think you did a great job. I think I'm going to do a very poor job of running down NXT. All I saw was the YouTube highlights. That's all right, because I didn't see any of it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. So I'm just going to have general... Co- the spirit of that, you guys. If you want to know how this rundown is going to go, really real close here. Here it is. So if you got one of those... Oh, crap it. Um, uh, here we go. Okay. I'll break it down for you. Are you ready? Just break it down. I, I think we should break it down like Mike in the future. I'll try to do my best with this from what I remember. <clears throat> I don't have COVID. Ace Wanderlers, break down NXT. That. Here we go. Uh, it opened up with the Velveteen Dream uh, versus Bobby Fish. That was the match, at least, that I was showing. I'm sure there was some intro at the start that I missed. Um, Fish had the sleeper hold at the end. Dream broke it. Uh, he nailed a DVD in the middle of the ring and uh, boom, 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 boom. Win. Dream Valley Driver. Do you know what that is? A DVD. He didn't hit a DVD in the win, but the Dream won. And then um, apparently he's one step closer to a title shot from NXT champion Adam Cole now, who suggested the match. Uh, Adam Cole comes on the Tron and tells him to uh, put down uh, his video games because this is real. Dream goes on and says something about the experience coming for Cole. And uh, Dream tells Cole to play hard because he's about to get worked harder than ever before. And Dream snaps his finger and his music hits. It's cool. Uh, we then cut to a recap of uh, Spencer's boy, Matt Riddle, uh, his beatdown last week. And uh, Malcolm Bivens' uh, message pretty much he wants to uh, take the titles off Pete Dune and Matt Riddle with his boys. I don't remember their names. If you guys remember, I think it's Jar and Singh. Uh, no, no, I know the Brozoids. I mean, the uh, guy that Malcolm Bivens had with him. Singh, and I can't remember the other one. Yeah, Gurja and Singh, yeah. Uh, there's two people I didn't know who fought. It looked like uh, two up-and-comers, someone named Jake Atlas and Dexter Loomis, because I've looked them up since. I didn't know who they were. Dexter Loomis, uh, sorry. We're going to have a feud, and we're going to get uh, introduced to them as characters in NXT. I have never seen these guys before, and I usually catch NXT. So I, I'm not sure who they are and how I've missed them, but skewer me in the emails that so you're not going to send. Uh, then we had a second chance hey. gauntlet match. Shotzi Blackheart, uh, Perazzo, Dakota Kai, Kim Carter, some of the people in the match. All I remember was who won, and that was Dakota Kai. <clears throat> she wins the match. Uh, she's looking good and then I it cut to Damian Priest backstage he was getting ready for the main event and I thought wow this guy has the worst gimmick in all of wrestling <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta take a moment there to just say that I was on a roll there Damian Priest the worst gimmick in all of wrestling the archer meant to me so stupid mm-hmm. we get back we see Charlotte Flair uh, versus Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania 36 a little video package Kushida versus Walking Wild. Walking Wild is terrible. Kushida is cool. Walking Wild looks like a character out of The Simpsons uh, as a villain, the human fly, pretty much. It's super <laughs> weird. Uh, then it cuts to East. You get that reference if you know The Simpsons. And then we see Dominic Dijakovic backstage, and I'm thinking, this guy's ceiling is Cesaro. 
Anyways, and then the triple threat for the NXT North American title happens. Damian Priest versus Dominic Dajakovic versus Keith Lee, the man they didn't need to show getting ready because he oozes charisma and he's so good. Uh, Keith Lee gets the win in the end. Uh, he hit the Big Bang Catastrophe on Dajakovic for the pin to retain in the middle of the ring. And that was Very a quick nice. NXT review. Very nice. Uh, I any just thoughts on that, gentlemen? I want to point out that I understood your Simpsons reference for the record because mm-hmm. you fly was hilarious. Anyway, um, other thoughts is Velveteen Dream's awesome. I don't know these up and comers, but let's see. Um, and Kushida's yeah. good. I gotta say, I really like Kushida. Fair enough. I, I've heard of him. I hadn't heard of the other guys before. So, I mean, that's something. I don't know much about Kushida. Mike, where is he from? Yeah, so just a couple things. Just quickly on Dexter Loomis. He was in T, uh, TNA. Uh, that's where people would probably know him from. Uh, he didn't really do much there either. I can't even remember the name of the gimmick character he had. Uh, but his gimmick was that he was like a creeper basically like he was a stalker it was almost okay electric yeah so uh, yeah what great uh, we're fine uh next week i'll have a more in-depth review like mike could give but you know we work with the limited time uh, we got. yeah samuel shaw that was his name um, uh, in tna and who's Kushida? Where's he from? Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. He was. Yeah, he's a multiple. T- he's actually a, a really esteemed uh, junior heavyweight in Japan. He's a multiple time junior heavyweight champion. Had some great matches with like Will Ospreay, um, with uh, her, um, uh, I can't remember the guy's name from. Uh, uh, Lij Losing Nobles. Herman Takahashi. Okay. Um, and then. Um. Yeah, but yeah, he's pretty well-known. Like, he's incredibly well-known. Triple H is a huge fan of his. He was the one that was responsible for bringing him in. <sighs> Trips has his boys he likes, and Adam Cole is one of them, and Velveteen Dream is definitely one of them. Oh, yeah. I think he's going to have to let go of one of them at the end of all this. Yep. I think uh, you either got to let go of the Undisputed Era, or you let go of Dream and let him go to the main roster, but there's nowhere to go at the moment, because the live shows... <laughs> Yeah, Rock really a thing. Um. Anyways, that was wrestling this week. It was good. Uh, yeah. For no crowds. Uh, we could talk about SmackDown from last Friday, but there's not really a point because it was so pre-taped. We'll just look ahead to Friday next week. Uh, but wrestling's uh, it, it's okay. I like it right now because of what's going on in the world. It's not great. All you can do is get high on wrestling. You know. It's true. Not much else to do. A third that, and just one other. Um, yeah. Before we get into WrestleMania, because it is this weekend, and Mike wants to hit on one more thing. Mike, you start. Yeah, I mean, there's no. Just to add to the SmackDown thing, there's not much point in talking about last week. He's like three matches have changed since that point in time. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway. so let's look ahead to it. Uh, so let's look ahead to SmackDown, and then we'll move to WrestleMania. Uh, they currently have Roman Reigns still booked against the for, against Goldberg. You think they're still holding that on hope that he's going to do the match? There's our no way. Tell us he's not doing it. Yeah, our sources say there's no way. There's no way, yeah. He he went on Instagram and said himself, I'm not doing it. And he, he made it and he gave a reason for it and stuff. So I'm I'm pretty confident old Roman's staying at home. And, and honestly, it's probably for the best. So I have no ill will towards that. 
Yeah, my sources uh, my sources tell me that he could be gone for a considerable amount of time. Uh, so even yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So what do you think we're gonna see on SmackDown? Are they gonna set anything up? Or are we gonna? There's also rumors that the Miz won't be in the ladder match. So uh, are we gonna see anything? Or is it all taped in the can? You think? So. It's all taped in the can as far as I know, but it's not difficult to just quickly add one other thing on top in post-production or whatever. But yeah, all, all, all I think we can really say is for SmackDown, we're really just looking forward to seeing how they handle the whole Goldberg-Roman thing and if they handle it at all, and, or are we going to have to wait till Saturday, right? Well, precisely. And just one other quick thing. They've done this once before when Steve Austin was negotiating his contract. Back in the day, um, at the last, he was still scheduled for a match at a pay per view. Uh, during that time, they wrote him off like literally at the pay per view. So they've done it before. I wouldn't be surprised if they make okay. no mention of it, and then it's just something they bring up the day of. Um, well, then do you guys want to take a quick look at WrestleMania? I was thinking on Friday we could uh, uh, make predictions and get those out there for maybe Saturday morning whenever it comes out. Uh, whenever this comes out, even I think this will probably be like a day after this one. Or two days later, but uh, do you guys want to do that, Spencer? What do you What do you think? Yeah, sure. I've got the I've got the card right here in front of me. I could uh, list off all the matches. We don't have to pick them um, or anything, but uh, I don't know. Let's just uh, let's not go through the matches. Let's do that uh, on the next one. But let's just uh, go yeah. with what we expect from WrestleMania. Sure. Spencer, what do you expect? Uh, I expect that uh, that Fina seen. Oh my God. John Cena and Fiend match will uh, will be pretty good. I hope there's going to be some crazy messed up nonsense up with there. Um, I expect uh, Rhea versus Charlotte to steal the show. Um, I don't know. I expect just to have a good. And, and we'll get into more of this tomorrow, so you can just think yeah. on it a little more. I guess. Uh, I'm really yeah, curious I'm as to uh, how they're going to do a pre-show. For Are we going to see matches on the pre-show? Like. Are we just going to see David Otunga and Jonathan Coachman talking for two hours before? Yeah, uh, via Renee Skype with Sam Roberts. I wouldn't be surprised have... if Sam Roberts is there. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, he is you... Marco Stunt's older brother. They <laughs> oh. <laughs> put him in the ring next. Call him, uh, call him uh, Talking Pube. Sam Stunt is what he is. Sam Stunt. <laughs> Sam I would believe it. Sam Roberts was in fact on commentary for NXT tonight on location. So my sources tell me there's a high chance Sam Roberts will be on the pre-show live for WrestleMania. Woo-hoo. Okay. Grunk well, we have been we've been talking for a decent amount of time. Do you want to get into the segments now? Uh, let's hit it with the intro to the Clapper. The Clapper. The Clapper, the one thing in wrestling you're really stoked about. Uh, let's kick it off with Mike. What was your Clapper, this one thing in wrestling that you thought was very well done? Everything involving Lance Archer. I am a massive Lance Archer fan. He's just a perfect, perfect big man heel. Yeah, everything about Lance Archer, 150%. They've done everything right so far, from the match with Marco Stunt to him not having to talk and letting that Jake the Snake Roberts do that, setting up a feud with Cody without them having to really interact all that much. It's been awesome, and yeah, loving every part of it. And Lance Archer is such a great wrestler in terms of his size. Like He's a very agile big man, and I highly encourage 
anybody out there, if you have the chance, watch his match with Will Ospreay from the G1 Climax, which Archer won. I would argue that's one of his best the best matches of his career. It's a perfect sort of dynamic of a smaller wrestler in, in Ospreay, who used to be a junior heavyweight, and Archer, obviously the big man at close to seven feet. And they just had a phenomenal match and really showed Archer's athleticism. And yeah, pumped to see what he does in AEW. And I expect him to be fighting for the TNT title. Could I go next? Because I feel like uh, we we have quite a, a, a pattern going here. And I want to disrupt it. Sure. Go for it. All right, my clapper this week is Velveteen Dream. Uh, because I feel like it's just about time he got that title. And I thought they were going to abandon it for a little bit. And they've kept it going, which is great to see. He's just done a lot. The guy oozes charisma. He probably could have been on the main roster long ago. He's been on NXT for a very long time. Like, if you think about how long he's been on NXT for, like, there's not many guys like him on there. I got maybe Champa and Gargano. That's it, right? Yep. And uh, he's never held the belt before. Like, if you watch his matches with uh, Alistair Black or – even the Cassius Ono one, if you have to be one over on his uh, charisma alone. Watch those. You're just like, this guy could definitely have a championship run. I'm curious to see what that would look like because I've never really seen anyone like Velveteen Dream before. And like you said with your Lance's Archer pick, like it's just uh, it's guys just kind of elevating themselves and uh, trying to grab that, that brass ring that may not exist, but they're, they're really going for it, and you can tell. I agree. Right on. Right on, right on. I also just wanted to agree with you on the Lance Archer thing. I think he's really great. I was never a really huge fan of him before this, but his debut has been great. Jake uh, Jake Roberts, I think, is great as well. It's true. That's a good point. Spencer, your clapper. My clapper. So my honorable mention clapper is Orange Cassidy's sign from tonight. Blank <laughs> piece of paper. I don't know if you're allowed Beautiful. to have an honorable mention clapper, but we'll, we won't Too allow it bad. from now on going forward, but this time you get it. Too bad, because it was just a small thing. I have no speech about it, but my real one goes to Bray Wyatt. <clears throat> just because his body of work for the last little while, and then we got screwed by, a little bit by bad booking in, uh, in Saudi Arabia. A little bit. A little bit, yes, I know. We'll get into that. That's putting it get a little very bit. lightly. I know. But uh, AC I don't like before you. And... <laughs> Everything he did before and since, I've, I've just been a fan of, like, uh, challenging the Firefly Funhouse. I'm all for it. Even going back and watching some older Bray Wyatt matches and just appearances, I'm like, man, this guy could do it. So, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Yeah, he really go. needs that win over Cena, but I don't know if it's happening. It's going to happen. Gotta. He's got to win the very first Firefly Funhouse match. What are you talking about? All right, well... We've done our clappers. Who would like to introduce the next segment? It's time now for our crapper of the week. The crapper. All right, I like that Mike really took the lead there. It is time for the crapper. Uh, the one thing you did not like uh, this week in wrestling. Um, mine was Austin Theory not catching Montez Ford. Even though he didn't know he was coming, I just feel like he left that guy out to dry. And my spine hurt watching that. If you haven't seen the botch move, just go back and watch Raw when Montez Ford 
jumps out of the ring. It was not. It was not planned. We, we our sources can confirm that, but uh, I just think that would suck. That would hurt so bad. Yeah. You guys, you guys saw it, right? Like you heard the impact. Be fired up with Montez. Look out! Oh, oh God! God! It was a nasty. Yeah, I missed. I saw. I saw a replay. I didn't see it right when it happened. I looked away. Yeah, it didn't look good. Mm. That just comes down to unfortunate timing, really, because Montez didn't think Seth was there in time, and then Austin Theory didn't realize Montez was jumping over the top. Like, it was just an unfortunate turn of events, and thankfully Montez is okay. Obviously, all these people know how to be professional wrestlers. Like, it's hard. Like, that's one thing I don't. I really want to stray away from is like really critiquing moves and stuff because I've never wrestled. It's like I can't judge people who have because I've never done that. Like, how? What am I to say? Oh, uh, that you know, I, I can't believe you missed that somersault plancha. Wow! It's like I've never done a somersault plancha. I've never done any wrestling, so I love watching it and like I love the stories they you tell. You never wrestled a, a pillow in your bedroom? Well, I mean, I'm talking like actual. Drop. I'm talking actual professional wrestling training here, boys. Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. I was just wondering. Fine. I was like, I wrestled a pillow in my bedroom once. <laughs> Not gonna say who won. <laughs> Anyways. Who has a crapper other than me? I mean, who's got their crap? Oh, I get, uh, I get a crapper. It goes. It's not from specifically this week, but it's uh, SmackDown last week. It's pretty much the the women's fatal five way elimination garbage nonsense. Um, I uh, I really don't like, or I don't really don't care about that that feud at all. Like it's just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I think of it. I really don't care. Spencer, you took mine. That was good. I'm with you 150 percent on that comment. There is it should it should. I took mine. I guess we have like-minded uh, thoughts on the state of wrestling negatively right now. I guess you could pick uh, COVID 19 as your crapper. I have one. I have a different one for sure. Um, but I I completely agree with Spencer on that. It should have been just Sasha versus Bailey or Sasha versus Bailey. I mean. That would have been such a that would have been such a good match, and I really hope those are the final two for that gauntlet match. But I guess we'll see. We'll have to see. Uh, do you have a, a backup crapper? Yeah, my backup crapper is. Oh man, I just forgot my backup crapper. I was just oh Elias and Corbin, and the Gronkowski oh, involvement. Yeah. That whole thing. So oh, yeah. That's a that's a match with two weeks of build, and I can I can summarize it in like. 10, 10, like in three sentences or four, it's four sentences here. Gronkowski enters the one. <laughs> There's like, it's a pointless feud. Gronk entered the ring and went, Elias and Corbin, you should fight each other. Because he That's somehow is allowed to do that. And then the next week, Elias literally murdered, God, sorry, uh, Corbin literally murdered Elias. <laughs> like I'm talking yeah, legit he here. Him off of <laughs> That's the only good part of SmackDown. <laughs> They like they're, they're, they're trying to they're trying to pretend his back is not broken when he literally took a you know, tell me he took a complete I know that it's fake obviously but they're gonna try and pretend that he's gonna wrestle this weekend after taking that kind of a fall like come on now the whole thing sucks no way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Spencer yo it is your turn to introduce oh. the next segment the final it segment. Is. 
It's time for our knee slapper. So the thing that made us the knee slapper the polarity <laughs> this week, and it happened for me with Mr. Chris Jericho in his palatial palace, trying to convince a drone to join the inner circle, and then giving that drone a little T-shirt to hang from his little drone hook. I don't even know. I don't know how a drone wears a T-shirt, but Jericho gave him an inner circle T-shirt, and I thought that was amazing. We want you to wear the shirt. Just put it on, Vanguard, and become part of the inner circle. What do you say? And then the drone I mean, look flew at this. away with the t-shirt. You look stole good, Vanguard, it. huh? Even better. Are you in? I'm here Should for the broken mad party oh, Damascus Elbow nonsense. Elbow propeller. Um, let's I do love it. it. Let's get more of It's great. Oh, it's great. It's great. Let's get more of the hole in the ass. Um, you know, no matter what, Matt Hardy's going to continue to entertain us, no matter what happened. Like, the earth would be burning, and he'd be pumping out YouTube videos. <laughs> it's true. Some Somehow, it'll be great. So, I'm here for it. Um, Jericho was just great, trying to argue and convince a drone to join the Earth Circle. Oh, and the best part about that segment, when he said, release the hounds, and it was just a bunch of his dogs, and there was a little tiny chihuahua and a little fluffy one, and it was amazing. I was so happy watching that, that clip. Oh. Anyway. Who's up next? Ty, go ahead. Um, my knee slapper was... Uh, hey, hey. Ho, ho. Miz and Morrison. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. God damn it. Miz and Morrison. They were great on SmackDown on commentary. I know we didn't cover SmackDown, and I'm regretting we didn't. Uh, but they were on commentary mm-hmm. for the tag match, and... Uh, Man, the guys are just funny dudes. Uh, they know it works because they've been doing it so long uh, that they're just good at it. They, they, they know what works. They know when to go to the well. It's hard to argue with that. I, I mean, like, nothing really... Like, that was it. <laughs> I liked it. Mike, what about you? you like? And my name's Ace, by the way. Right, Ace. Ace. Oh. Ace. Ugh. Man, this is going to take a couple of episodes. <laughs> Just kidding, I'll have it down. Um, it's all good. <laughs> my new slapper for this week is going to be... You know what? This is going to be a general knee slapper for me. Riddy Mo Riddick Moss. <laughs> Ooh, I love Riddy Mo. Ace Bond Riddick Moss. Where did he come from? Who is he? Don't know. Why does it matter? He's a fucking shit. <laughs> He's a freak athlete. He just yeah, showed up one time. Thing in the street. <laughs> and they haven't referenced it since. Oh, 24-7 title. That's what I want to see at Mania. Some more 24-7 title nonsense. I'm like, do we curse on here? Let's leave that curse in to see if anything happens. <laughs> just so we know going forward. Okay. You got it. Okay, anyways, yeah, I also love Riddy Mo. Your knee slapper was uh, that he lost the title in a funny way? No, sorry. My, knee's not, my knee slapper is just Riddy Mo in general, Riddick Moss. 
It just his oh. just the way he acts as he walks into the ring, just like everything about him is just kind of funny to me. I don't know why. Like he's not a bad. I think so too. He's not a bad wrestler. Like I don't think he's bad at all. It's just I, I don't get what they're trying to portray with him. Like if he's a former exactly, offensive man. lineman, which he is, then he should be doing more of just kind of like you know take no crap type thing. And, and I don't know. He's not even really big enough for that kind of thing to be like used that way i i don't know i just i don't think he should be on the main roster he's not really ready to be on the main roster that's all i love him but he's just funny yeah (laughs) he's so bad it just doesn't make sense where he came from because he's kind of funny he's 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 not a bad wrestler he's he's not although i didn't because he just got to squash uh ricochet and cedric alexander so fast Dude, well, they're not on Riddy Moe's level. That's also part of it, right, Mike? Like, Riddy Moe is that good. He's just a bit hilarious at the same time. And I think... Uh, Just choked that he beat my boy. Um, Boy, uh, Ricochet. I think he's funny. Yeah, I just find him amusing for some reason. I don't know why, but... Yeah, he's and one other thing, I feel like the twenty four seven title is going to be part of the pre show. My sources tell me that's where it's going to get involved. So oh, expect the pre show to involve a pre show twenty four seven title match. Hope Rudy Bo gets a bath. That would be wild. I could see Gronk getting the twenty four seven title. We are um, probably. Oh no, not Gronk. But uh, we're going to do a WrestleMania one uh, in two nights. We're going to wait yeah, for yeah. SmackDown Air, and then we'll record it. Um, final thoughts, gentlemen? Yeah, good week of wrestling, all things considered. And just appreciating it being on, regardless of the product, because we know the circumstances at hand. And just enjoyed enjoyed most of it, yeah. I had fun talking with you guys about it. Oh, yeah. Hey, Spondaloo would like to say uh, follow us on Instagram at High on Wrestling Pod and also on Twitter at High on Wrestle. And uh, hey, Spondaloo, he don't got no social media. You can't find him on there, baby. And I smoked Kanika Blueberry tonight. That was the crun. Weed. That was the crun he did? Weed he smoked. The no. weed. Should we, should we drop what we did? Sometimes we call uh, weed crumb. Anyways, yeah, we all got to bake that. If you want to shout the weed spin you had, go ahead. I had a Kanika blueberry. Oof. Um, I had a, a concrete cush joint um, and a little tiny taste of a riff two-tone band, also known as sour cush. I was cush, also but drinking uh, Calgary Zone Rocky Mountain Lager. It tastes not great. Tonight. Weed was good, though. Kanika blueberry is good. Spencer, was your weed good? My weed is great. The Cold Creek Kush is some of the best weed I've ever had. It's 23%, and it's so very, very smooth. Um, Mike, anything to shout out? So, Hi on Wrestling Pod, Instagram, Hi on Wrestle Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't tend to. I just have all my weed in a baggie. <laughs> So I don't know which strain I smoke. I just take some of it out and put. I have all the con- containers. Next episode, I'll be able to specify. But so yeah, a blend of like four, I guess. Uh, a lot of perp. There you go. <laughs> a lot of keef and a forty mg edible. Hot diggity daffodil. <laughs> that's a lot, buddy. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. 
Well, uh, thank you so much for listening. Whenever you're ready to hit end, Mike, we're good. Thanks, boys. All the best. Cheers.